What's the word? Sports betting nation. Ace is high here with you. It's Monday. We got World Series action, and I'm joined by the man himself, Mr. World Series Hardways. Mike, how you doing, Hardways? Aces, I'm doing great today. It got a little chilly here in the Chicagoland area. I feel bad for those kids out trick-or-treating. Are you taking your kids trick-or-treating tomorrow? Oh, absolutely. Put a couple coats on and we're good to go. You got to get that bag, right? We got to get that bag, that bag full of candy for kids. Sports betting, getting that bag is a little different. It's plus EV to go trick-or-treating even when it's cold out, I would say. (laughs) Free candy, I agree. Free candy. So we've got a lot of sports betting and sports to talk about. Let's get into it. Let's start, as you mentioned at the top of the podcast, Mr. World Series. I am all in on the Diamondbacks this year. They tied the series up. One to one, they had an outstanding pitching performance and an offensive performance on Saturday. They beat the Rangers nine to one on Friday. The Rangers did end up that that was an incredible game because the Rangers came back and Garcia with a two run shot in the bottom of the ninth to win it for the Rangers. So it's one to one. You watching either of these games yet? Are you watching tomorrow's game or tonight's game? Because we got a game tonight. Uh, I mean, I've been watching them, flipping them on, not watching the whole game. I haven't put any money down. And you mentioned. Friday's Rangers game. We're actually watching the Rangers Canucks on Friday. A little bit of hockey. So now, I mean, if you talk about two baseball teams at the beginning of the season that I thought would not make the World Series, it'd probably be well, it'd be the Diamondbacks. Sure, Rangers. I, I, I would have never expected that. Well, it, we've got a game tonight, as I mentioned, and the Rangers are pulling out all the punches. They got Scherzer on the mound tonight. He had a 13 and six record with a 3.77 ERA this year. D-backs Brandon Pafet on the mound. Fat. I'm not. Quite sure to pronounce that three nine record with a five seven two, not exactly inspiring a whole lot of confidence. But the Rangers, while they are the favorite, they're not the I would say the the overwhelming favorite in this. I'm a little surprised that this lineup isn't isn't a little more heavily weighted towards the Rangers. That game itself is at I believe it's at seven o'clock seven o'clock tonight. Yeah, so the Rangers minus one twelve over on DraftKings Sportsbook. Diamondbacks minus one away, minus one hundred four. So actually, I take that back. The Diamondbacks are at home; they're the favorite in this game, which again surprises me. Does that surprise you? No, it does surprise me. I mean, I shouldn't say that there's a huge discrepancy between the lines, but we're always looking at you know the lines. That's what we do over here at SportsBettingIntel.com. I'm on the money line. I'm on the MLB page. We only got one game, of course. It's the World Series, but I'm looking at the discrepancy. I mean, you can get a minus one twelve, minus one hundred four synthetic on this. Minus one hundred four being the best line right now on Bet Rivers for the Diamondbacks, and then you mentioned the best line over there in DraftKings, Texas Rangers minus one twelve. So if you pick a side, I mean, you're not paying full juice on that, which is kind of nice, you know, for a World Series game like this. It is usually you see those exact they they have the exact same money lines because they're getting hammered from you know across the spectrum. Yeah, and the over-under in this is nine and a half, so they are expecting some offense in this, although it is shaded to the under. Under nine and a half, best line that you could find there is minus 120 on Caesars. Over nine and a half, you can get actually get plus money on Bat Rivers at plus 104. This series is going to be interesting to see. I think it goes six or seven games. I'm hopeful that the Diamondbacks come out on front. I'm not – you can't count the Rangers out with the offense that they have. They could certainly turn any game around. I was talking with my brother, who's a huge Major League Baseball fan, and he was saying that he thinks the Diamondbacks will end up pulling this one out. And it's a lot, a lot to do. They just had better pitching this postseason and the series in particular. And he and I are on the same line, although he's got a he's got a bottle of whiskey on the line. I got a little more than that on the line for this one. <laughs> well, let's hope that your brother gets his bottle of whiskey and you get that cash back in your pocket. Let's go for it. So, all right. So that's that's it for Major League Baseball. As I mentioned, we got the game tonight. Let's move on. We had the Iowa Hawkeyes on by this week, but it was still a good week in NCAA football. College football was great this week. 
Was there anything shocking that you saw? It was a pretty chalk week all around. It was. I mean, one thing that was a little bit, and people are going to say, well, that wasn't shocking. Ohio State beat Wisconsin, but Wisconsin hung in there with Ohio State. I mean, first half, really, it was a back and forth game. Wisconsin D stepped up, only gave up a touch, one touchdown in the first half. They did let them squeak by with a field goal, Ohio State being that. But it surprised me how well Wisconsin played. I'm kind of looking forward in a couple of weeks we get this Wisconsin-Nebraska game. This Nebraska team is another team that's on the up and up. So I'm looking a couple of weeks ahead. Just after watching that Wisconsin-Ohio State game, that Wisconsin football team looks pretty good, and it did surprise me. Yeah, they did look pretty good. Now, Wisconsin did lose, and we don't know the extent of the injury. They're starting running back Braylon Allen. He was seen on the second half with a walking boot on the sidelines, so it looks like a multi-week injury. So they're going to have to turn to possibly the the pass game there a little bit more. We'll see how that – because Nebraska's defense is certainly one of the better ones in the Big Ten this year. So we'll see what that ends up being. I would say the big surprise for me on the weekend was, of course, Oklahoma losing to Kansas. That was a big shocker. Kansas seven and a half point dog in this one. And Oklahoma, although they they looked like they were in control by the end of the, the second quarter there, there was a, they were up 21 to 17. They just they couldn't keep up with Kansas. Kansas just kept scoring in the second half and Oklahoma could not get it done there. So where do you think Oklahoma drops to when the rankings come out? Ah, the 56. I mean, this Oklahoma team is absolutely ridiculous. I should not have laid on them again this week. I got lucky last week, changed my pick em pick at the last minute over there on the couch football rundown. Didn't bet them last week. I wanted to, but instead I bet them this week and they just disappointed. I mean, that six ranking was definitely not deserved looking at it after the last two weeks performance. So, I mean, this football team is is not as good as I thought they were. You can't lose to a team like Kansas, as good as Kansas is. I mean, six and two, don't get me wrong. But if you're that top 10 team in the nation, I mean, no, sir, not top 10 anymore. No, I would not think so. I'll tell you what, though, in the second half, Oklahoma scored two touchdowns total, which is a little surprising for a very potent Oklahoma team. But they tried two two-point attempts after each touchdown. Both failed. The final score of this was 38 to 33 would have been a lot closer. It might have been a chance for a field goal to win the game if Oklahoma had made those, and they just couldn't convert on that. So that one was certainly a shocker. We didn't have a whole lot of big or top 25 teams playing. Now, Oregon and Utah, that one, I'm sure the real Jay-Z was watching that game, 35-6. to Utah, who was looking good the last couple of weeks, especially on offense, they only put up six points. What do you think about that game? Well, I was on Utah at the beginning of the week. Then I kind of changed my mind after looking into things and I have to remember I'm a Utah fan. So I got to kind of, you know, sway my opinion away from what I want versus what I expect. And towards the end of the week, I was more so on the ducks. I didn't end up laying any money on this game. After looking through things, I am surprised the way that Oregon did it, that 35 to six score you mentioned. I just, I'm surprised they beat them that bad, but I'm not surprised at all that the ducks did win. They, they want to murky up that PAC 12 as much as they can over there, take home the championship for themselves Going to be interesting going forward. I mean, Bo Nix just playing football, man. Let's, let's call him Bo Football. Yeah, I he's got my vote for Heisman right now. Now, of course, I don't have a vote yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he, if I was voting, I would certainly vote for Bo Nix because, again, Washington did win. They won, I believe they won 42 to 33 or something like that. But it just wasn't a, you know, Penix – I, I take that back. Penix had a, a very good game. The pe- previous two games, he was he was struggling, we would say, but 369 for four touchdowns and one interception. So he's certainly back in the conversation. Washington in the class of the Pac-12, number five in the nation, 8-0 right now. They did beat up on a 
bad Stanford team who actually put up 33 points. Yeah, they, so they didn't. I disagree. They did. They didn't beat up on Stanford by any means. Stanford was way too close. I, I remember there was two touchdowns, two touchdowns. I think the second and third quarter back to back. They did shut them down in the fourth quarter, and that's how Washington won the football game. But I, I was surprised by how close Stanford stayed in that game for as long as they did. Well, murky to say the least. Oregon State ends up losing to Arizona, twenty-seven to twenty-four. They were sixteen. Now they're six and two. And then USC, while they did end up winning, they needed to come from behind. That looked like Cal was going to win that game. Cal, a three and five team now. USC, two losses on the season. They were number twenty-four. They won fifty to forty-nine, of course. And we go back to this week in and week out. If Lincoln Riley can't put a defense on the field, a team like Cal, who just is not a very good team, is going to score forty-nine points on you i mean no surprise to you right no absolutely not and it's it's what my man the madman Woj and i like to talk about i like to talk about it more so but it's what i call a coin flip game when you don't have a defense it comes down to you know and they won by one i went more perfect can they get than that for a coin flip game but they win by one because they had the ball you know essentially last and that's what happens when you have no defense you have to rely on your offense getting the ball last and making that last score it's something that you have said week in and week out. Now, one more Pac-12, just because you had mentioned it after that first three wins by Colorado. And when they lost that fourth game, you were like, oh, I don't know that, that they can even win a game anymore. And they lose to UCLA 28 to 16. Colorado now four and four on the season. Coach Prime is, I would say, struggling to, to say the least. I mean, no surprise to you though, right? No, it's it's a team we've talked about on this program, you and I both, that, you know, why not fade them until they prove something else to you? And I don't want to, you know, put down that UCLA football team that did beat them this week. And because UCLA is pretty good, but now you're talking about Colorado, got to go into Oregon State. Actually, I think Colorado is home for that Oregon State game, but they got to play Oregon State next. So rest in peace. Yeah. RIP for Shador Sanders and his Heisman odds, Heisman chances. For sure. I mean, one of the big surprises on the week, I wouldn't say a big surprise, but it, it certainly was shocking that Duke got blanked. They lose to Louisville 23-0. to zero. That Duke team, that looked like a pretty good team. They they took Florida State to the wire there, and then they end up losing by not scoring a single point. So you got to figure Riley Leonard is going to want to get some revenge. That is a tough loss for them. Yeah, that was actually, you mentioned surprising games, along with the Notre Dame game, not just how dominant Notre Dame was. That surprised me. But this Louisville just taking down Duke, I, I did not expect that. I expected actually Duke would win the game straight up, and then they get blanked. That that was incredibly surprising. I probably should have said this game as the first one when you asked me what was the most surprising game of the weekend. Well, uh, just a couple more, just real quick. I'm sure that the Madman Woj is is stewing right now because Joe Milton and the Tennessee Volunteers, they win over Kentucky on the road, 33-27. of And not a dominant win, but Tennessee, that was probably Joe Milton's best game this season by far. He was throwing some absolute dimes, but it was really the running game that kept them in, that, that put this one away for Tennessee. Now, Ray Davis, we had talked about it on our Thursday night program. We were looking at his props, and of course, he scores a touchdown. That's why you've got to tune in on Thursday. So these, these are the, the edges that we are identifying. Ray Davis was absolutely phenomenal in this game, although it wasn't really much on the he, – he was moving the pile. It wasn't a whole big statistical game, but it was a wonderful game for him just in general. And then no change there. Georgia dominating Florida 43-20. to 20. Are you thinking that Georgia is number one the rest of the season? I mean, until they lose. They're, they're, why wouldn't they be number one? It would be crazy – for them to not be number one. And we mentioned how 
Georgia's a team that likes to stay on pace. I mean, they just that's what they did against Florida. They stayed on pace, and that's what good football teams do, along with having a good defense. I mean, they're the number one team in the nation. They deserve that title. If they drop a game, yes, they can drop down to five or six or whatever, whoever they lose to, I guess it would depend on. But for the time being, there's no way that they're not ranked number one for the rest of the season if they go undefeated. I would say you're absolutely correct. And they they did this without Brock Bowers. They're their absolute stud playmaker. At tight end. So no no Brock Bowers, no problem for Georgia. Moving on to week 10, we've got, believe it or not, we have Tuesday night in And they have pushed, it looks like, the 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 Conference USA out because all the Tuesday games tomorrow, we got Northern Illinois and Central <laughs> Michigan. And unfortunately, we cannot bet on them. NIU is a five-and-a-half point favorite on the, on, the, on the road here. And then Buffalo and Toledo. One of the big surprises, I would say, in the, or in the MAC this year is that the, the – we 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 love the offenses in the max and we love the overs and this this year the defenses have certainly been the, they've taken a step forward and it's been a lot different this year we haven't seen the absolute 50 to 42 games that we've seen in years past so you, and you look at this Toledo game yeah 52 and a half but this NIU Central Michigan game Central Michigan used to be able to just pour on the points 44 and a half over unders on these games are lower this year that bit of a surprise yeah I would say so. I would say as a conference in general, NIU is a game you mentioned for tomorrow. They're a team that both you and I love. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm going to go off a limb and say that you would say that about them also. They are a pretty good offensive team, though. They got Rocky Lombardi from you know anyone that remembers. He transferred from Michigan State. He's been lighting it up on offense with you know 1,300 yards on the season. Just, you know, NIU's offense has been very good. They've been scoring points. But as a whole, as the conference in itself, I'd agree, compared to past seasons, you know, they have not been putting up the points. And I credit that to the defenses more so than the offenses not being good. I would agree with you 100% on that. The offenses, I believe, are still performing. Buffalo is a bit of a disappointment this year. They are they are big dogs in this one, plus 505 if you want to bag Buffalo. The the Bulls there plus on points bet if you want to take Toledo, who the Rockets, they're 7-1 on the season, minus 700 over in bet MGM. And then we've got a couple of games. we got Ball State and Bowling Green, a bit of a closer game there. Uh, but the over-under in this one, 39 and a half. My goodness. And then uh, Kent State and Akron, 38 and a half. So like we just talked about, these defenses, although that Kent State Akron game, but both of them, they're, they're combined 2 and 14. So that one might be more on the offenses, I would say. Yeah, and uh, in that game, you might want to look. I mean, we got Kent State. I'm looking at the you know the game boards over here at sportsbanantel.com. They got Kent State best line right now, plus 145 on DraftKings. I mean, you're talking about two, I hate to say the word, but two bottom feeders in the MAC with those one and seven records. You know what? Why not lay a little bit on that good line we got, plus 145 over there on DraftKings? Better than the market. You got two teams that haven't proven themselves throughout the year. Why not take the one getting plus money? That's kind of my thoughts in that game for tomorrow. Yeah, that certainly seems like the odds maker is not quite sure what to do about that when you have two teams that are woefully underperforming. In that regard, but we've got some games coming up this weekend. Now, one of the games that I brought up earlier today was just that the Iowa over-under, the total in that game is 29 and a half. I mean, there's there's spreads that are bigger than that this this week. There are. I mean, team totals bigger than that would be my guess. I'm not a big team total guy. Not a lot of them are out, but I'm I'm gonna be pretty sure USC might be around that number. I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I I hesitate to take the under in that game it's just it's so low i understand iowa's offense you might not know this but i've watched every iowa game this season can you believe that mr hardways i i i i, I will take your word for it i mean i do find it a little 
hard to believe, but I will take your word for it. <laughs> I've watched every game this season, and yes, they don't have a good offense. But still, when you got that, we got, we got a, a 16 to 14 score covering that spread, right? That's a 16 to 14 covering the over on that total. I mean, a couple of defensive scores in that total, that taking the under, that's in jeopardy right there. And you, we all know that Iowa can certainly score on the defense there. So it, it's a surprising over-under. Uh, I'm, I'm not shocked either way, but it is. I would say I'm surprised. Absolutely. And I have the we have the safeguard here. We can't bet on that game because it's an Illinois football yeah. team. So I don't, I don't have to put my money where my mouth is on this one. But still, that's a low total. Go Hawkeyes. Go Hawkeyes. All right. So we've got a few top, top 25 teams we're going to touch on the, I believe the the SEC is our conference of the week this week, which we'll touch on more later this week. But right now we've got Kansas State at Texas, Texas seven and one, Kansas State six and two. The Kansas State line, let's see, plus one sixty five over on points bet and bet MGM. If you want to back Texas minus one ninety over on bet rivers, that Texas spread of minus four is the way I'm leaning. Texas really needs a win here to crawl their way back into the playoff conversation. So I'm going to be looking for the Longhorns to to win this one over under 51 and a half. Have you looked ahead at any of the games this week? Well, that game specifically, I watched uh, most of the Texas game last week. And I mean, Ewers is hurt. Something we got to remember. But Murphy played good football. I like your logic for they got to win some football games to be in a premier bowl. They still think they're in the playoff contention. We we shall see when the playoff rankings come out tomorrow. But still, I, I'm happy with the way Murphy performed against BYU the way he stepped in for the injured Ewers. So I kind of like where you're looking with Texas Longhorns. Obviously, we'll talk a lot more about these football games on our college football preview episode on Thursday. Yeah, and one player that I'm definitely going to be wanting to look at his props for will be Jonathan Brooks. I feel like Texas is going to have to rely on him quite a bit. Now, 16 for 91 and a touchdown for Brooks, and then 4 for 40 through the air. Murphy, I agree, played well, 16 for 25, 170 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He did enough. I don't want to call him a game manager, but he is no Quinn Ewers, so he did enough for them to easily win that game last week, putting up 35 points. Another top 25 matchup, Missouri and Georgia. Georgia minus 16. I don't think this one's very much in doubt. Not much to talk about here, yeah? No, and I I just don't get why you would bet against Georgia. Obviously, if you want to bet for Georgia, you're not getting a great number, so probably just stay away from the Georgia football games until maybe the SEC championship. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Georgia right now, minus 800 on Caesars Sportsbook and BetMGM. Not a great number. And then 16, that spread is very weird, sitting in between that 14 and 17. Probably just staying away from that one. We've got USC and Washington. So Washington has to go on the road to USC. You want to take a stab at what the over-under is on this one? Uh, I didn't look at it. Let's say it's 62, something like that. North. Let's try to look, try it again. What is it, 69 and a half? 76 and a half. Jesus Christ. I mean, yes, see, you're talking about a team total. Pro- I was just mentioning how USC, they, they have to have a team total over that 30 mark that the Iowa game itself is at right now. I I haven't looked, but yeah, very, very good assessment there that, that they, these team totals are probably well past that 29 and a half. So yeah, Washington 8-0 on the road, USC 7-2. Washington is the favorite, minus 3.5. If you want to back Jesus. Washington, Huskies minus 170. You can get that on Caesars. USC plus 145. Now, these lines will probably shift, but this one definitely feels like the last team to have possession ends up winning this game, right? Well, I, I mean, one thing you just asked me, again, I, we're truthful on this program. I had not looked at that total. Knowing my answer, I might take the under on this one, even though I don't disagree. It's going to be a high-scoring football game. Don't get me wrong, but I think Washington, you know, they might step up with that defense. I understand that USC has to beat them to remain in contention, but I think Washington 
Might step they they stepped up pretty good against well I shouldn't say that the Oregon game was wishy washy but I don't believe it covered that number so I might be looking the under in this game it's, I'm glad you brought that to my attention seventy six and a half you have a well Washington's defense certainly class of the Pac twelve and that's not saying much per se but they they do have a good defense you have a slow quarter the teams try to feel each other out a little bit and you don't get a score until ten minutes into the first quarter you are on the back foot if you've taken the over there certainly so it, it is one that i would be trepidatious about taking the over i'm just pulling up the total movement here and it just opened up so we haven't seen much movement on either the over or the under but yeah 76 and a half one last game lsu on the road versus sabins alabama crimson tide alabama the favorite my only minus three though lsu is just playing just phenomenal football right now and i would say it's tough to argue with LSU's quarterback, Jaden Daniels, being in that Heisman conversation, possibly the Heisman favorite at this point, yeah? What I can do for you, since you asked, I can look up futures, I can look up Heisman, and I can see who the front runner is for you. It's still Mr. Penix, which is no surprise, I guess. Jaden Daniels, though, you're right. He's their top three, sitting at plus 400. Not that far off of Mr. Penix at plus 280, the front runner. J.J. McCarthy snuck in there. Actually, I'm glad I looked this up, too. I'm glad you brought this up. J.J. McCarthy snuck in there at number two at plus 300 right now with Bo Nix, the man you that think it deserves it, all the way at plus 600 in that fourth spot. Interesting. I'm going to take a look at that Bo Nix line there. That uh, that Oregon team could run the table and certainly make his case for Heisman. As it stands right now, Alabama has to win. I would say they have to win convincingly. They are 7-1, only one loss to Texas this year, so that's okay. They need to win, put a pretty good defensive showing out, I would say, in order for them to be in their own playoff conversation seeing as they're sitting at eight right now they need to get back into that top four there so lsu at 13 six and two it's a bit of a surprise that a two-loss team is sitting at six and or 13 on the nation but that's where we're at so alabama minus three let's see i'm going to pull up the game board for this one and i'm going to pull up the money lines alabama here not south alabama with that one all right <laughs> alabama minus 165 on bet mgm lsu plus 140 on caesar's so a bit of a narrow line or narrow difference between the money line there. You have a lean on this game? Are you talking about the Jaguars game? The, the South Alabama yes, Jaguars? South Alabama. I, I, I have no lean on that one. No, I, I don't have a lean on this game either. I'm Something I might look into, you know, I haven't gotten deep in my research yet for college football this week, but something I might look into, maybe depending on how the team seem to me, how we see that line move, if it moves at all, then maybe I'll make a decision. But as of now, I don't have a lean on this one. Well, uh, okay. Well, we will talk about this game for certain, seeing as the SEC is our conference of the week on our NCAA Week 10 preview show, which will be on Thursday. You can catch that at wherever you get your podcasts. Also on YouTube, follow along as we use the tools. We are running a little long, but there was a lot to talk about. Let's quickly touch on NHL. And it's not something that I've been following too closely. I've been wrapped up in college football and NFL, and now NBA started. So have you any insights on the NFL season? Our Blackhawks are sitting at three and five. Yeah, the NHL season. I mean, the Blackhawks doing fabulous, doing fabulous. Got those three wins, three more than I would expect out of them. But they got Connor Bedard, which always makes you happy. My Canes, you know, they're performing pretty well. Not as well as I thought. I kind of was hoping I get good money now that they're five and four in the season. Still not getting good money, but every game I want to bet against them too. Like tonight, they're playing the Flyers. They're minus 180, which is the best line on points bet Carolina Hurricanes are against the Flyers. Plus 160 if you want to fade my boys. Best line on DraftKings. They're a team that I obviously watch in and out. But you mentioned the Blackhawks going against the Coyotes. You know, we hate the Coyotes here because of past transgression or things that have transpired in the past 
with the Coyotes hurting some of our star players. Coyotes are the favorites in this one, minus 180. I kind of like the Hawks in this position, plus 160, best line on DraftKings Sportsbooks. You bet that 100, you get 160 back in your pocket. You got to love that with Mr. Connor Bedard going on on the ice, no? Connor Bedard, the golden boy, has certainly performed up to, if not exceeding expectations this year. He is the future of this franchise, getting plus 160 on the road against a mediocre Coyotes team, three and four. I just don't know that you can pass that up. I don't know that there's a huge home ice advantage there for the Coyotes other than the noise. I'll tell you what, though. There is a big money line in the Golden Knights game. 0-8-0-1 are the Knights so far. They are minus 240. Now, we've seen much bigger lines on the NHL games, but minus 240. They're at home. Montreal Canadiens, they're not a bad team. 5-2-1-1 plus 205 over on Caesar Sportsbook. Is this one of those fade the big favorite games? I think so. I think you you got that one nailed right on. I mean, Caulfield, he can get some goals. He might get two goals in this game. Who knows? We'll see what Eichel can do over there for the Knights. He's been playing out of his mind hockey. But you're right. This is a Canadians hockey team that has been playing good puck. And you're getting, you know, basically plus two to one on this game. I think you just take your shot. You know, they don't win it 50% of the time. You know, the Golden Knights do win it 50% of the time. And I'm not one of those people that's, hey, they got to get a loss at some point, which they probably do unless they want to beat the record that the Bruins beat last year. But still, I, I like that number. It's a good number. I think more than, you know, one out of three times they do beat this Golden Knights hockey team. Well, this is the time of the year when teams start to round into form after the early season when they're just kind of feeling each other out. So a couple teams that I'm going to be keeping an eye on as the season progresses are the Lightning, obviously, but also the Red Wings, who have surprised this year a bit. 5-3-1 and one for them. And then the Stars, 4-1-1. and one. They're Stars' big favorites, so I will I will not be taking them on the money line. I believe last I saw, minus 275. Let's see where it, oh, it's dropped a little bit. So my, you can get the best line, minus 260 over on points. But if you want to back the Blue Jackets, and I know I have a friend who lives in Columbus, and he is a – <laughs> kind of like we have been with the Blackhawks recently. It's just a been a rough go for the Columbus Blue Jackets, although they are three, two, and one, or three, three, and two this year. So not terrible, all things considered. NBA has been good. We are still early season. We won't touch on that too much because it, we are only three games into the regular season. Our Bulls are one and two, not the best, but we've had some outstanding individual player performances so far this year. Steph Curry has just had two games where he's been phenomenal and actually taken over the games lebron that guy he will start it's a, it's been a pattern this year where he'll start slow and then he will turn it on into the in the second half and even into overtime as the game went last night now they did lose the kings won that game 132 to 127 lebron coming through in the second half he ended up with 27 points and 15 rebounds which aces i know you don't follow the ncaa too much but or the the, the nba too much but that that's a lot 15 rebounds is a lot for anybody who's keeping score at home hawks beat the bucks last night 127 to 110 bucks are probably the class of the east there along with the celtics so we'll see where the season unfolds and we'll get more into that as things kind of wind down with the football season and then one more as i mentioned we do have football season still going on so we've got the nfl aces i know you're still there but again feel free to check out for just a second here while i go back and touch on the nfl which was a good week. Good week. I mean, financially, it was a good week for sure. If you followed our, if you, if you watched the Beating the Odds segment on the Professional Fanatics podcast on Friday, we had a down week last week. Uh, myself, I went one and two, but this week back at it with a three and O record. We took a 
few good ones. We took a spread that ended up covering. Now I won't, I won't lie that that got lucky on that Seahawks spread, but also a couple of player props that just absolutely soared past. So good read on that. We'll get back at it next week. The big surprise of the week and aces, you might've seen this one, the chiefs losing to the Broncos on the road, their AFC West division rivals. They, the Broncos have not beaten the chiefs in 12 straight games. Patrick Mahomes cannot get it done. 24 for 38, 241, no touchdowns, two interceptions, took and, taking three sacks. What what do you think happened here? Well, I think the man got my email. I emailed him and said, hey, can you tone it down a little bit so we can get that number up on the Futures Super Bowl win? So now they're up to plus 500. Going to lay a little more on the Chiefs. So I love it. Thank you, Mr. Mahomes. It was, it, it was a meaningless loss. I'm still on the Chiefs, obviously. It probably, most likely, will not affect their playoff seating standing. So it's just one of those games for the Chiefs and the Broncos. That's the big upset. I mean, the other one that's a bit of a surprise, though, is the Bengals going on the road, being the 49ers. Now, Joe Burrow, you remember the man from LSU, and Jamar Chase connecting again. They had a phenomenal performance between the two of them. Joe Bang- or Joe Burrow looks like he's back to full health. That calf injury looks like it's passed him. Bengals are now, after starting 0-2 and 1-3, and are now 4-3. and The 49ers, though, dropping three games in a row, and Brock Purdy... We hope he's not turning back into a pumpkin, but he looked uh, lost a bit at times this this week. So we'll see where, if the 49ers, I believe they have a bye next week, and we'll see if they can right the ship. Do they have a bye next week? Let's. I can't remember, but yeah, we'll see. We've got one more game tonight, Raiders and the Lions. I'm going to pull up the game board for this one because the Lions should be big favorites, I believe, last time I looked. And, yep, the Lions are – now, it, it, they are at home, minus 320, not laying that. That's over on Caesar Sportsbook. If you do want to back the Raiders, plus 265, that is a franchise certainly in disarray. That's over on Bet Rivers. The spread on this game, I believe it's seven. Uh, it came down a little bit. That, that was open – that did open at eight. So we're see where we can get it now. Yeah, seven minus 110 over on Caesar Sportsbook. In, in fact, some books even have it at six and a half, minus 125 over on Bet Rivers, and six and a half minus 110 – on points bet. So there you go. If you want to back the Raiders on the spread, you can get them plus seven at Caesars at minus 110 or plus seven and a half at over on DraftKings Sportsbook. David Montgomery is still out for this game. The Lions should win this game now, should the NFL any given Sunday and all that. So that'll be it for NFL talk. We will be back on Thursday to talk about our, to talk NCAA football with our, our college football week 10 preview show. Aces, anything you want to leave the people with well, this is what i'm going to do for the people i'm going to go over to the sportsbetintel.com plus ev odds and i'm just going to pick a random here we go winnipeg versus new york rangers second <laughs> period under one bet rivers plus 425 you gotta love randomness off the plus ev page here at sportsbetintel.com you're getting about a 14 percent edge which is nice and hefty so that's at plus 425 on rivers under one in the second period, Winnipeg versus New York Rangers. I'll leave the people with that. Yeah, that is a good one. Thank you for pointing that out. 14% edge on that is tough. Now, the nice thing is that under one, you still get that push on the one if it works out, plus 425 over on Bed Rivers. So that'll be it for us. As always, check the SBI website, sportsbettingintel.com, for everything we've talked about today, including our game boards, our game schedule. We have MLB today on MLB player props, NCAA football this week in college football, player props and top player props, and new this year, NCAA, or excuse me, NHL player props and top player props. Our social media team has been great about pushing out a prop here and there and one that I really like. So check out our social media, go back on our Twitter and find that from last night. 
That's it for us. I've been Hardways Mike. I've been here with Aces. As we say over here at SBI, you don't always have to bet, but when you do, wager wisely. <laughs>